If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. And welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And since we're talking about movie theaters today, I decided to do something special. I made the floor around my computer all sticky. Oh. Wait, that's Um, only for movies? It wasn't already? Yeah, it's for the show. But this time it's butter. So we're here. (laughs) All right, so that's right. Show 102, and we are doing... 103. And we are doing it on movie theaters. Going to the movies. The act of going to see. Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. Let's all go Go to to the lobby. lobby. Let's Let's all go go to the lobby. lobby Give ourselves a snack. That's not how it goes. Yes, it is. Get ourselves a treat. Is it treat? I think it's treat. Ah, damn it. All right. Ah, you're wrong, and we have it recorded. Damn it. Uh, you know what I, else is a treat? I quit. <laughs> Ooh. The Musings a- of a Geek <laughs> Podcast Network. <laughs> nice segue. Very cool. <laughs> there you can find all sorts of geek-themed shows. Such as? I was not prepared for follow-up questions. <laughs> the Bearded Ones. <laughs> Such as? There will be no further questions. <laughs> Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Such as? Musings of a Geek Network. Which is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, strap in, get ready for the ride, folks. Here we go. Yes. Three sixty-five flicks. The Lucky Ten Thousand. Sons of the Renaissance. Who the what now? Culture Babble. Hard to swallow. And yes. everyone's favorite sports show. The Left Field, the left sports, field lounge. sports Lounge. Yeah. Actually, I think they've been taken off the list. <laughs> they're not off of our list. Yeah, they're they're in classic musings. Oh, I'm like the. the like the week after our last show ever, I'm still going to record something pimping that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And also, if you are around on Saturday, mm. you can listen to our show on Geek Life Radio at noon on Saturdays, like I said, while you're rappelling off the Sears Tower. Don't do that. No, they want we want them to listen to our show. No, I mean, don't rappel off the Sears Tower. Oh, well, that's what they want to do. I mean, this mm. is America. Yeah. What are you, commie? Yeah, Josh. I don't think you know what that yeah. word means. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not knowing what words means. <laughs> Let's do the tweet. <laughs> Let's do listener feedback. 
Oh, that's right. No oh, darn. If, yeah, if you'd like to leave us some listener feedback, you can call us at 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Or you can always reach us via email at 40go14 at gmail.com or shout out to us on Twitter at 40go14. You can also listen to any of our archives. Right now, the whole archives are available on TalkShoe and a little bit uh, at a time, we're getting them onto iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Yes, there's going to be classic ones. I was thinking about it as, as I was putting them back up. I think the Breakfast Cereal Show may be one of my favorite ones that we've done. Yeah, when did that come up? I go. That was early. No, I the question. <clears throat> I, I think somebody asked us. Was that a Gen Con when someone asked us like what our personal favorite episode of the show was? I think so. Yeah, I think Breakfast Cereal's mine. Yeah, it was it was either Martha asked us at Gen Con or maybe Nikki asked us while she was in town. Yeah, because I don't remember that question. It might have been Nikki. Mm. That was Joel, a great do show. you remember that question? I do not. Yeah, so it must have been Nikki. Yes. What is my favorite? Hmm. That's a good one. That's gonna be even harder for you to remember, Pat. I don't remember what we did last week. You weren't here last. I know, week. That was the joke. Yeah, oh. that's the joke. And you're high. <laughs> hey, listener <laughs> feedback. We've got some. Uh, let's just go straight to Charlie, shall we? Get this out of the way. Oh, yeah. Like All a right. band-aid. It's like a pussy zit. Joel, another good uh, American werewolf movie that I really enjoyed was the uh, the knockoff on the whole American werewolf and whatever series. And it, uh, it was an art film that was uh, it was produced, I believe, in the mid-'90s. It was called An American Werewolf in Deborah. It's a really good fucking movie. Literally. Little. Little. Gonna let that soak in a little while. Little. 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 <laughs> Wait for it. You see, the, the wolf is, is it's, a, it's a porn movie, an American art film, and, and, and there's a, a dude dressed up as a werewolf, and he's fucking a woman named Deborah. It's his so name he's, art? He's is in, that... in her, in, oh. vaginally, and for a short time near the beginning of, of the scene, orally as well. You see, see, what, I, see what I did there? Yeah, you made me have to put the not safe for work tag on this thing. We don't already have that? Yes. No. Not every episode. <laughs> not every episode. Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> I hope to God he's not waiting for a response. Adequate. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to start screening these. Yes, you do. Oh, I, I hear we have another voicemail that's not from Charlie. Yay. Oh, it's not from Charlie. All right, let's do that. Hey guys, Justin from Portland here. I uh, just wanted to call in and um, let you guys know that I'm just uh, just finished the Bruce Campbell episode, and I am curious as to what happened to the Stone Snagglebrook. Uh, so if you give us an update as to his well-being and making sure he's okay, that'd be awesome. Also, wanted to kind of give you guys a compliment on the Dungeons and Dragons episode. I have never um, myself played Dungeons and Dragons. Never really got into it. Um, and even though you guys were geeking out and getting really deep into the weeds with it, I was still able to follow what you were talking about, and actually kind of piqued my interest a little bit, and I, I may, not making any promises, but I may actually attempt to go out and uh, link up with somebody who's already uh, involved with the game and try to play a, a, you know, I'm not sure if you'd call it a round or a mission or what you guys call it, so I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, but yeah, you piqued my interest enough to sound kind of fun, so I might actually attempt to do this at some point. Um, 
Otherwise, just calling in to you know show that I, I, I still love what you guys do. I'm glad to see that the uh, fixes I worked on with Mike are getting your shows back online. As I, I, I am one of the ones who needs to go back through your old catalog, so I'm looking forward to doing so. Uh, so yeah, just keep up you know, good work, keep doing what you do, and uh, until next time, bye. That was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Aww. We gotta see a, if we know anybody. What a nice guy. Was he, he's in Oregon, he said? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Portland. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta see if we know, know any gamers out there. I lay a bet one of us does. Um, and just an update on Stone Snagglepuss. He's currently at Passage's rehab facility, so, <laughs> um, he'll hopefully be back soon, you know, clean and sober and. Rehab's for quitters. Exactly. <sighs> you people keep encouraging him. <laughs> about that time? <laughs> I think it is so about that time. This I'm gonna get him back in music, movies, and TV. I hate you so much. <laughs> awesome. All right. So originally, this was supposed to be 1985. <laughs> 80 years after the <laughs> opening of the first movie theater in Pennsylvania in the United States. But Pat decided we're going to go, screw it, we're going live. <laughs> we're going live. 1905, this weekend, give my re- music, I'm sorry, give my regards to Broadway by Bill Murray is the number one song in the land. Billy Murray. Billy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Not See, I just different thought you were, guy. I thought you were just screwing with me. Years old Bill Murray. I thought I thought you were just like gonna make it all a mishmash, but yeah. So uh, we are doing 1905. Just 1905. to be clear, Give my regards to Broadway by Billy Murray is the number one song in the land. Arthur Big Boy Crudup, born August 24th, was an American Delta blues singer, songwriter, and guitarist known for writing such songs as "That's All Right," "My Baby Left Me." So Glad You're Mine, later covered by Elvis Presley and dozens of other artists. Nice. Yeah, you know that song, That's All Right, Mama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I was singing. Oh, my God, I was singing from Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm All Right, and that's Kenny Loggins. <laughs> A little bit more modern than 1905. I was just like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that song was that old. He's <laughs> know what we do. Oh, oh my God, God. that's awesome. Uh, Movies. It's going to be a long hour. <laughs> the yeah. top films were Halifahoni? What? <laughs> Halifahoni? <laughs> that seems like a pretty good guess because I have no idea how to pronounce that. H A L F A O U I N E. Halifahoni? Halifahoni? It's like midway between Halloween and, and Christmas. And La Malalia del Oro. Malalia del Oro. Yeah. Yes. Films, films were new, they didn't know how to name them yet. <laughs> they were still learning. <laughs> uh, but Wade Crosby, American actor known for his roles in Westworld and Tales of Robin Hood and Dun Dun Dun, acronym of the week, TTS. Uh, transient Traveling Salesman. It's an early horror film. Oh. Mostly about a guy who tries to sell you things door like to door. vacuum? Would you like yeah. to buy my vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he creepy? Because huh. he's, he's a transient. Tra- yeah. Transients are always creepy. Not always. Some of them are just disenfranchised Vietnam War vets. Otherwise, such. not in 1905. They weren't. Well, that's true. Good point. Well, either way, TTS <laughs> is what a disenfranchised Revolutionary War vet. <laughs> Would you like to buy my brushes? 
They're good for everything. I don't know what that was. I have no idea where we went that's wrong. That's why it's so funny. I'm like, why do you think that's how they talk to the Revolutionary War? No, because he's because he's disenfranchised. That's a disenfranchised Revolutionary War. But oh Jesus! So anyway, what's Everybody's TTS? Revolutionary War is walking around. What's yes. T- <laughs> what's TTS? Look, he's got a gun, even. <laughs> so this dude was born on August twenty second. TTS, Pat. Oh, the Three Stooges. Oh. He did, you know, bit parts for them. Oh, the boss and that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. On August 27th? Recognize him if you looked him up. You'd recognize his picture. Okay. Frederick O'Neill was born. He was an American actor, theater producer, and television director who was most known for his work behind the scenes as a revolutionary trade unionist. In 1964, he became the first African-American president... Of the Actors' Equity Association. Who's the Revolutionary War guy? <laughs> hey, Mr. O'Neill, did you get the shot? <laughs> <laughs> and the Associated Actors and Artists of America. Uh, his work landed him on the master list of Nixon political opponents. Wow. That's a good list. Uh, Sam Levine was born on August 28th. <laughs> <gasps> I know that name. Okay. He was an American <laughs> Broadway and film actor. Over a span of nearly 50 years, he appeared in bro- on Broadway in 37 shows. Although not known as a singer, he can be heard in the role of Nathan Detroit in the original cast recording on the musical Guys and Dolls. His solo number, Sue Me, was written to one octave, well, was, was written in one octave to compensate for his lack of vocal range. <laughs> and he lost the role to Frank Sinatra in the film version. Who may or may not have been from the Revolutionary War. <laughs> If there's not a band named Nathan Detroit yet, there should be. Put I just wanted an excuse for Mike to do his John C. Riley as Barney from The Simpsons <laughs> voice again. You like that? <laughs> yeah, it's... Isidore Dory, sorry, was an American motion picture director, writer, producer, and playwright who became head of production at Metro Goldwyn Mayer. All right, how about we don't encourage this, and I won't encourage Stone Snagglepuss anymore. Sounds like a deal. Doesn't he sound like John C. Riley trying to do a Barney? Yeah, he really does. That's the most specific impersonation I've ever been accused of doing. (laughs) So anyway, Isidore Dorr... Dory, D-O-R-E, Dory Sherry, was an American motion picture director, writer, producer, and playwright who became head of production at Metro Goldwyn Mayer and eventually became president of the studio, and he was born on August 31st. Yeah, it makes sense that they would have called him Dor Sherry, or just like Dor? short for Isidore. Yeah. I guess, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, TV, Philo Farnsworth was one year old. Not, not much else happened in 1905 on TV. Well, Cosby wasn't on the area. Didn't we talk about that earlier? <laughs> Sport. <laughs> Cyril Waters, cricketer. <laughs> Here we go. And solid English batsman of the 30s is born on August 28th. Mm. we got to get together Fully. and figure out how to play cricket. I'm sure. Oh, that, no, that we would don't. be amazing. <laughs> I want to swing around a cricket bat. I've got a cricket bat. Yeah, I was going to say, you can do that. Just go to Mike's house. <laughs> Let's just watch Shaun of the Dead instead. Yeah, that's why I have it. I went to Shaun one year for... Halloween. Uh, on some August, red on you. It's my pen. On August 30th, legendary professional baseball player Ty Cobb of the Detroit Lions makes his debut, doubling off Yankee pitcher Jack Chesbro. Wow. Somebody I've heard of. Checkers? No, Chesbro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, the Detroit Lions. 
On August 31st at the 25th U.S. National Championship, Beals Wright beats Holcomb Ward 6 to 2, 6 to 1, 11 to 9. What? what? What sport was that? Tennis. Oh. oh. <clears throat> All right. Those are some serious, like, 1900, early 1900 style names right there. Yeah. Beals Wright and Holcomb Ward. Jack I bet Chester. they were white. What? You got nothing for that, do you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, he is. They are. I'm telling you, those are some serious waspy names. So I smell popcorn. We should go uh, get some <gasps> snacks. Either that or Joel's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So this week we are discussing movie theaters, going to the movies. Um, yeah, not specific movies necessarily, but like what it was like and what it's like now to just like go and see a movie, not watch one streaming at home or on the TV or with a Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, leaving the house. Although we will obviously talk about that in the in the now. <clears throat> yes. Well, not streaming, just movie theaters. Yeah, this is yeah, the no. movie. Th- All right. Okay. Le- this I, I, is I, leaving the I house. I thought we were doing movies in general. This is just strictly movie theaters. Yeah. yeah. didn't this study is- for the right show. Yeah, I've been watching movies on my fucking computer in anticipation. That's a joke. Doesn't count. So, Josh, what's the first movie you remember seeing as a kid? The first movie I can remember seeing was actually Annie. Hmm. Yeah, I ended up seeing it a lot, and I don't remember if it was because as kids, my brother and I liked it, or if my mom liked it, or what. But I'm pretty sure we saw it three or four times in the theater. I have a vague recollection of seeing Star Wars when it was released and re-released in the theaters when Empire came out. Okay. But I like all I vaguely remember is like Darth Vader. The the first film I remember seeing early enough, yeah, totally Annie. Okay. Joel, how I was going to say know? Darth Vader wasn't in Annie. Yeah, it was he was in the <laughs> Mrs. Hannigan, I am your father. <laughs> It's a knock oh. life. <laughs> it's a I find your lack. <laughs> I find your lack of parents disturbing. <laughs> Instead of kisses, we get choked. <laughs> I couldn't even do the voice. <laughs> no, that's Holy nice. Shit. Anyway, oh, Joel, first movie. Come on. Man. Um, for me, I, I had to think about this because I thought of a lot of different movies, but the one I re- really remember most vividly is probably Empire Strikes Back. Um, I don't know if it was technically the first, but it's the one I remember the most and the earliest because it was like, it was like a big hoopla, you know, at that time because the, the, the original was so huge and it was so much excitement that it was a big deal. Okay. Pat, how about us old folks? Well, the first movie I remember seeing in the theater was Bambi, actually. Um, it, it was like a, a re-release of Bambi or something, and my mom took my uh, took my sister and myself to go see it. Oh. I had to have been, like, probably five years old, tops. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thumper. I remember seeing Star Wars, because we saw it many times, and I remember covering my eyes every single time that the uh, that droid with a syringe came around the corner. I knew nothing was going to happen, and I knew nothing did happen, but I didn't want to see that damn syringe. <laughs> the other, I, I actually had to think about this one for a while, because I was sitting back and I was like trying to remember movies I remember to go see, and just but missed it by like a year. I Here we go. Mike's twisted childhood. Remember going to see Ghost Story 
the, the Fred Astaire movie. Yes, we're yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to tell a ghost uh, a story about that. So. Yeah, huh. I remember. It's like Fred Astaire does very bad things. Yeah, it's like they kill a hooker, push her in the lake, and then her body comes back. It's a, you have very bad things with the dancer, an old dancer, and ghosts. I guess. But yeah, I remember going to see that. My uncle took us to go see that. Good movie. It was, yeah, when you're older than nine. An adult. <laughs> Wasn't that? Yeah. I saw that movie in the theater with my dad. Yeah. That was I think that was the <laughs> first boobs I ever saw in a movie. Probably. Fred Astaire's had boobs? Oh yeah. He was like in the seventies at that point. Oh. Well, I remember seeing The Fox and the Hound. That was the other one that I was in contention with, which one was first. Okay. Did you but. get oh. What were we gonna say? No, I was gonna say. Oh, was um, Josh? Any other movies that stand out when you were a kid? I mean, like I'm early. Sure, early. I, I saw ET. Uh, we have like the different uh, formats, uh, and I added to single screen or multiplex. I added drive in. I'm pretty sure I saw ET at a drive in movie. Ooh, That's <laughs> I have a, I have a great story about ET. Actually, that I have to tell you. Um, okay. This is this is a story. This is a story about my grandfather, um, and this is you're going to have a pretty good idea about my grandfather at the end of this story. Uh, he was just a an old uh, farmer who worked for you know the Department of uh, he he built highways for a living. He worked for the Department of Missouri Transport or whatever. So he was just a simple man. Um, didn't really enjoy movies. Didn't go to them or anything. He like the only thing he used his TV for was to watch the news and and to watch the St. Louis Cardinals play baseball. <laughs> and uh, one time we were all uh, when my family was in Hannibal, which is where we're from, Hannibal, Missouri. That's where my family started. Um, we were up there for a summer, and my dad had the idea: let's take the entire family to go see ET because ET was playing, you know, popular that summer. So it was um, my grandparents and my dad and his family and my uncle and, you know, my dad's brother and his family and um, some other cousins. Or whatever. It ended up being almost like 20 of us all going to see E.T. together. And so we see the movie. We do, do the whole thing, whatever, and we leave. And as we're walking out, my grandfather, he just says, I believe that feller was from outer space. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> like, real matter of fact, like he. Yeah, that was just his. That was what he took away from that movie. He's like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's like a family joke that we tell all the time. He, he he had all kinds of lines like that, you know, that we just tell as a family. But that's like at the end of a movie, if that's just, if you just really don't know what to think about it, you just like. I believe that feller was from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, awesome. I can't even imagine 20 people going to the movies. Yeah. How much it costs then to how much it costs now. I yeah, he spent, I mean, they probably spent $50 total, and we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe we spent so much money. <laughs> that was snacks included, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, total for everything, for all 20 people. That's, that's nuts. Which brings me to my next question. Snacks. Mm. Okay. What did... uh? What are your favorite snacks from going to the movies? Hmm. Twizzlers. That's probably my go-to if I don't really have anything else in mind. If I just want to get something sweet, I just go for the Twizzlers. Okay. Or, or peanut M&Ms. Those are my two choices, usually. Unless I've been one of those fancy ones, well, which about, has, you know, gelato and shit. And well, no, I'm talking about back then. Yeah, so definitely Twizzlers back then. Twizzlers? See, we uh, never got, like, 
candy and stuff at the theater. It was if we got anything, it was popcorn. So that always has and always probably will be my favorite, just because you can put your own butter on there and your salt. Back then, maybe not so much, but um, candy just never was a thing. So, and popcorn to me just signals it's a you're you're at the movie theater. As soon as you smell popcorn, it's 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 on. You know? I definitely like the smell of popcorn. But it took me a lot of years to get back to liking popcorn because when I bartended, most of the, uh, a lot of the bars had popcorn machines instead of you know peanuts or whatever, and inevitably some waitress would always burn the popcorn. Oh, oh and so just after you know after years of of smelling burnt popcorn, you're like, yeah, I don't want to smell or eat popcorn at all. But I like popcorn in small doses. I can never eat too much of it. Yeah, I can't. When you get those huge ass buckets, you can't. Yeah. I can. But try to share. I remember my my mother because I I always went to go see movies with my parents because um, you know we that was kind of a big thing of entertainment for us and our family going to the theater. We did it probably two or three times a month, um, and my parents would get the giant bucket. And before the you know about about ten fifteen minutes into the movie, my dad would be going out to get a refill on the popcorn. Like, <laughs> oh wow, oh yeah, I was like, geez, that's a lot of popcorn <laughs> to go through. So. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Joel was, where uh, I very rarely got access to candy uh, when going to the movies, and uh, always, almost always did popcorn. Uh, when very rarely I got access to candy, it would probably be either snow caps or later, as they came out, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah. See, our, our thing when going to the movies, we would get a big bucket of popcorn and a thing of junior mints and then we would dump the junior mints into the popcorn i've heard of that before and i tried that i, I don't know i didn't care for it it doesn't sound like a good idea to me but that well, does it's, remind it's, me it's that like ghetto, it's like a ghetto caramel popcorn kind of thing in the ghetto it does remind <laughs> me that when i used to go my, my, my mom used to take me quite a bit and uh she used to always get whoppers so, oh, that was her candy of choice. I used to eat those every once in a while. Oh man, those are my weakness. I could yeah, go I love through, poppers. you know, the milk carton size. Oh yeah. Well, I could just like go through one of those at, just in one sitting if I wasn't controlling myself. See, my my lack of control candy is uh, uh, lemon heads. I will oh con- really? Oh yeah. I will. How do you con- not give yourself an ulcer? I I do. That's the thing. That's the only thing that stops me from eating two boxes of lemon heads is the fact that I have canker sores all over my friggin' mouth. He burns a hole in his stomach with the first one, and then the second box just starts falling out of the hole. It's a stopgap. And then Matthew eats it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, what theater did you go to when you were? Uh, that just went to a really weird place, Joel. Thanks for that. You're uh, welcome. Single screen or multiplex back then? I know Josh put in drive-in. But your main show was what? Was that a single? Because I like when I was a kid, oh. we were in Chicago. We were on Division in Ashland for a while, and we would get on the bus and go see movies at the in the little the theaters that were all over Chicago that showed only one movie. You know, with the red velvet seats, and you look up and you've got the stars painted on the ceiling and all. And that. there's a, there's inevitably there's always a spot on the theater where some on, on the screen where someone has thrown their soda. Yep. Well. A little bit higher class than that, but it's <laughs> not where I went. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys uh, remember that I told you I grew up in a not so great area of Houston when we first moved here. Yeah, um, we went to the oh, local. Hmm? 
It's called Dallas. <laughs> it's called Greens Point, which is actually affectionately known around Houston as Guns Point. Oh, oh. yeah. So yeah. I grew up there, and um, the local theater was um, it was in a strip center right next to a shopping, uh, right next to a, a, a grocery store. When you say strip center, I'm, I mean it's Texas, so I'm not entirely yeah. sure. No, it's just it's just like you know, like your standard, you know. Uh, you drink minimum. Yeah, we know. Yeah. No, 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 not, not a strip club, you dummies. Like, I thought it was like you a strip mall. You don't mall? know what a strip center, center is? What they, you know, like a little mini mall kind of thing? Yeah, like, we call them strip malls. Okay, strip oh. mall. Yeah, what? Okay, yeah. And by we, he means the rest of the world. And by strip, we mean one drink minimum. Whatever. I mean, I may have said the wrong phraseology, but you knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a mini mall. Anyway, jackhole. <laughs> so it was a, um, a, a small theater they had converted, um, from an old whatever, you know, old store or whatever. They dug like, you know, down into the ground to make room for the screens and everything. And the left side was all triple X movies and the right side was just run of the mill. So we were right. Ten movies. So <laughs> you weren't totally right, but <laughs> So that wasn't soda on the screen then. But yeah. it's like yeah, exactly. Man, he but must it's like, be and really the thing hydrated. is like the two theaters were, were completely separate except for the fact that they shared the same concession area, which was like located right in the middle of both of the lobby. And so like I remember all the time, anytime we went in there, mom would always tell us kids like if you see anybody on the other side, don't look in their eyes. Don't make eye contact. Just look down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happens if you make eye contact? Do they swallow what? your soul or something? Yeah. Well, you know, my mom didn't want anybody to get any. I don't know, but I mean, it was just one of those. You ever see the beginning of the Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, definitely don't help anybody put a couch in their in their van. <laughs> if you see any holes in the bathroom, don't peek into them or put anything <laughs> through them. But it was just so weird to have like a, a raunchy triple X theater right next to just a show. They're showing. Wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. So, so you're you're watching a movie and it's like, hi, oh, Grimothy from. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the like when the noise would bleed over here and the, yeah, it's really weird. No. <laughs> you know, so luckily, we, when we moved from there, I found the local multiplex and I learned about going to the movies at 10 a.m. and just running from theater to theater and watching eight movies in a day until your parents come in and find you and say, get out of here, we're going home. <laughs> that happened too many times. <laughs> when uh, when we were, we moved out to Bolingbroke, we only had one car, big-ass orange VW bus that my dad drove. Nice. Yeah, I, I want that thing back. I can totally picture your dad driving a VW. That's, like, that's oh. what my dad drove. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Old school handlebar mustache with a canoe yep. on top. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, the Hulk Hogan stash. Yeah, I gotta find a picture of it, man. Except imagine Hulk Hogan without the steroids, and that's my dad. Yep. I, but um, <laughs> so he would go to work, and now we're stuck at home in the summertime. Me, my mom, and my sisters before mm. Matthew was born. Boy, yeah. So we, we would walk to the movie theater, which was on the other side of the expressway, which I eventually figured out was about a three mile walk. <laughs> Me, my sister, would just get up, we'd walk to the theater, go see a movie, and, you know, walk home. So now it's like, now, you know, it's like when I like on my lunch, and for some reason, I'm really good at walking, because that's how most of my life was, was walking around. But then when my brother was born, we would throw him in the stroller, and then walk to the theater, go see a movie. But there were no sidewalks on these streets. So my brother's like strapped in this umbrella, umbrella stroller, and he's <laughs> been pushed along, like, 
this rough like boogies. Oh, drain damage. Oh, but the theater was in. The, the more little tiny details we learn about Matthew's <laughs> life explains so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought he was going to say that once Matthew was born, we stopped going because we had our own entertainment. Oh, no, no. We would, we still go into the movies because we, you know, but the movie theater that we were at in Bolingbroke, um, it, the mall had, it was so cool. They had a record shop back when they had records. So I can get, you buy records. There was a arcade. <laughs> yeah. In the in the same section, there was also not a Crocs and Brentano's bookstore. It was a Walden Books that sold one of those uh, bookstores that had a ton of D and D books, like the spinning uh, rack of uh, modules and dice and all that sort of thing. So it was just like friggin' heaven for me. It was pretty sweet. Uh, the theater I went to as a child was actually the Olympic Theater in Cicero. Uh, it was originally built in 1927 as a grand ballroom. And you could see, like, I, I didn't know what a normal movie theater looked like because it's got this, like, Czech-style decoration with, like, f- uh, French Renaissance elements. The uh, lobby was, like, this huge open red staircase, and you get to the spot, and the lobby's, like, a block long with, like, gold leaf and ornate plastering. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, yeah, it, uh, like... During the 70s to the 2000s, they did a few movies there off and on. Uh, it was pretty active in the 1980s, which is when I would have gone. And it has been uh, acquired by the Portage Theater Group. And uh, I'm going to talk more about the Portage Group a little later uh, when we get to the now. Cool. Um, the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just real quick. I was going to say the multiplex that I went to, um, they had in the lobby. It was it was pretty cool for the time. Um like these six foot tall, almost like mosaics of all kinds of movie celebrities all around the circumference of the lobby. It was pretty cool because oh, it was the first multiplex built in the area. So the, you know, having a, having a really, really giant lobby was, you know, unheard of. So it's kind of, you know, they had a concession stand right in the middle and this huge lobby with the walls of the mosaics of the movie stars. It was kind of cool. Yeah. There cool. was, there was one time where we got on the bus, we went to Yorktown Mall because my mom was like, we got enough money for either lunch or the movies. And it was in the middle of the summer. It was like 108 degrees out, you know, where it's so hot when you breathe, it tastes salty. Oh, And my yeah. mom is pregnant with my brother. Now, this is key to the story because she's like, we're going to the movies. It's air conditioned. I'm getting the hell out of this heat. We didn't have air conditioning in the condo when we lived in, lived in Bolingbroke. So we wind up, get on the bus, we go down there. And we, what are you going to see? Well, we're like, well, oh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Let's go see that. <laughs> and because we're like, we love the Twilight Zone. We watch it on TV all the time. You know, it's uh, we love the reruns. That's great. We love Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was nothing like the original Twilight Zone. So the nope. thing is, as we're walking in, it's the opening scene with um, <laughs> Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd in the car. Want to see something scary? Yeah, that whole scene. And they're driving around. So we're walking in, and our eyes are glued to the screen because we're like, oh, <laughs> something's coming. And my mom is pregnant like eight and a half months with my brother because my brother was born in August. So it's like full-on sweaty pregnant mom. He could practically <laughs> like look out and see the movie. Pretty much. <laughs> that explains so much more. So as we're all three of us are walking down the main aisle, and we're trying to get a seat, my mom thinks that she's... You know, she reaches over to the side, to put her hand on the chair to, for all of us to get in, get in there. And instead of there being an empty seat, there's a <laughs> dude sitting in the seat. And my mom just grabs him by the shoulder. 
And <laughs> oh, time, damn it. I was hoping it was his crotch. <laughs> no, no. She grabs him by the shoulder, but everybody's eyes are glued to the screen waiting for something to happen to this guy. My brother was almost born right there <laughs> because the guy's like, whoa. <laughs> so... As for my sister, Revolutionary War. Yeah, he is from the Revolutionary War. (laughs) So he freaks out. Now we're freaked out even more than we were first game in. So we sit down, and then when Dan Aykroyd pulls off his face and turns into the monster, it's like (laughs) both my sister and I like sat right up in our seats. We're leaving now. We're done. (laughs) But no, she was she was extremely hot and needed to sit in the air conditioning. So we watched that whole damn movie, and I'm still. We talked about this. I'm still scarred by that damn rabbit. Hmm. Maybe that's why she made Matthew watch Robocop. It was like some sort of like equal equilibrium trying to balance it out. Our lives are pretty much just hazing across the board, really. <laughs> um well for me as a kid, the uh, you've been pledging to your mother though. <laughs> we had two choices. We had the, the Crown Center and we had the the plaza. And the plaza is where we usually went. They had th- they had a three three cinemas or three theaters in the one building. And I remember I used to have a little marquee with the three, whatever three movies they were playing. It kind of, kind of reminded me of the Lake Theater and Oak, uh, Oak Park a little bit, or River Forest, whatever that was. Um, but that's where we used to go probably the most often. Although I do remember distinctly the very first movie I went to on my own, I took the two girls that were neighbors next door and we hopped on a bus and we, we rode down to Crown Center so we could watch the movie Hot to Trot. Oh God! With Bobcat Goldthwait, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the talking horse movie. Yeah, the yeah. Oh my God, yeah. But I mean, when when I was you know younger, my mom used to take me to the movies, and so did my neighbors. Like the my neighbor took us to see Harlem Nights for whatever reason, what? and my mom took me to see The Hunt for Red October, and talked about how Sean Connery was an attractive older gentleman, and uh, you know, so. I did kind of the same thing as Mike did, but not nearly as entertaining. Every once in a great while, my dad would surprise us, would like take us to a movie and we weren't expecting it. That's how I saw uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee. Like, it was right like opening weekend and none of us knew anything about it. And we all thought it was awesome because we hadn't read any previews. We hadn't heard anything on like what it was about. Just See, that's good, into that's totally good guy, blind. Dad, right there. He's like he he knew he couldn't let his kids miss out on Crocodile Dundee. <clears throat> he also uh, took us to see our first R-rated movie, which I think was Nightmare on Elm Street four or five. <gasps> that's a that's a great tie-in, actually. Uh, because well, because on the very first date I ever went on with my very first girlfriend, her parents took us to see Nightmare on Elm Street five, The Dream Child. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty theater. sure it was five. Yeah, if it was The Dream Child. Because that would have been about 89. Yeah. At that point. So, so there's, oh, that's a segue to the, to another question. Date night. <laughs> date night when you were in high school, date night when you were in college, going to see a movie. Always dinner and a movie is like the, the, the standard guy. Let's go on a date. Yep. Especially at that age, unless it was a dance. And then it's like, let's go to the Olive Garden and then go to the dance. Ooh, you fancy shit, you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not passing up on all you can eat breadsticks. And then you couldn't uh, dance because you're full of bread. Exactly. <laughs> I think I might have been the exception there. I don't think that uh, dinner and a movie was like usually the thing for dates in high school and college for me. 
Huh. Was it like running from the law and something else? <laughs> no, I mean, it was more likely to either be something much more low-key, like just going out for coffee, or a, a much bigger deal, like uh, going to the theater, the actual theater theater, hmm. or going to a concert oh. or something. Like, I didn't really ever do the middle-of-the-road standard date until well after college, come to think of it. First date I ever had with Sarah Basil was... Um, Took her to a Chinese restaurant and we went to a production of Grease. So yeah. Oh. See, I, I did the live theater a couple of times. I went to see Wizard of Oz on a date once at the the Starlight Theater, but oh, movies, 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 and uh, and dinner was always the first choice, though. I had one particular girlfriend in in high school who used to like uh, fooling around in the movie theater, so we went to the movies a lot. So you play with like pranks on the other people watching. You throw junior mints at people, right? Yes, things like that. The old hole in the popcorn bit, huh? <laughs> I didn't even need to try that hard. Like, this was a girl that, like, you know, she'd, she'd trip me and beat me to the ground. <laughs> Whoa. It was, it was like I was 16 years old. I didn't even have to drill the hole. Just kind of <laughs> popped through there on its own. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I remember going to, like, well, like I said, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Um, seemed like when I was in college, I went on a double date who was it with, with uh, uh, first Amy and went to go see Mrs. Doubtfire? I remember taking my high school girlfriend, Pam, to go see Drop Dead Fred. Uh, <laughs> that might have been that might have been the worst idea ever. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of who went with Joel. I was like, that might have been me. I was trying to think who it would have been with, though. Who would have been the other girl? When you were dating Amy, I was who was I dating? Jay. I would have been in freshman year so and then i remember seeing forrest gump with ashley yeah it wasn't well jennifer maybe possibly people right now are like this is really terrible this is great radio right here great radio (laughs) let's talk about a whole bunch of people make up a fucking name we don't know them anyway yeah (laughs) and then i went with so who said they went to a drive-in who said they went to a drive-in i have not josh yeah i've been to a drive-in but probably uh not since the night early 1980s Okay, which one did you go to? Do you remember? Oh God, no! I mean, this this is when I was very, very young. I'm pretty sure it was on the outskirts of Cicero. Okay, uh, so I'm not even sure I could find it on the internet now. Yeah, I know there's one of the last remaining drive-ins is out here by me up on uh, <coughs> I want to say Roosevelt Road. I went to one in college that was out in Tinley Park, I think. Okay, that well, I don't know if that's the one out by me then. I used to drive by them, but never went to one. Yeah, yeah, I've been to a few different ones. Not not a whole lot. There's been one theater though that I've all, we've always gone to. It's been the Tivoli in downtown Downers Grove. You took us there. Yeah. To our oh, song, yeah. Jerry Maguire and Starship Troopers. That was a great, that's a great friggin' uh, theater. And they yeah. kept it. It's, it's part of classic cinemas now, but it's, they've kept it up. So it looks like an old school. It's a single theater. Uh, so it just has one screen, little velvet, red velvet, like I said, red velvet seats. Yep. Um, Paintings on the ceiling, frescoes in the lobby, like Josh had said. You know, there's, there's, it's all fancied up. Uh, before the movie, yes. there is an uh, organist that comes up and plays music on this little pipe organ. So it plays all sorts of Oh, like legit music. Oh, okay. Like themes to other song, other movies and that sort of thing. I think the last, last thing I remember seeing there was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're still there. And, uh, it's still pretty cheap. I mean, back then, I want to say it was maybe three bucks to see a, you know, a, like a second run. You'd wait, you know, movie would come out, you know, oh, you want to go see this? Yeah, let's wait till it goes to the Tivoli. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then mm. we, it was still it's still around, and uh, which is awesome. Uh, those, oh, good. I was going to say those are a couple of my favorite theater memories. Was going with you to that theater just just because of the experience alone. Well, they show uh, now they're oh, doing a lot of things like where they're showing old movies, like uh, the hundred year old man or the oldest man in the world was there. The Mel Brooks movie mm-hmm. that was there a couple weeks ago. So I mean, I'm thinking that would be a great night for us to go go see a classic movie at the old classic theater. I can recall one time where we all went to a film together, and it was when uh, the Star Wars movies had their uh, enhanced editions. Oh. I I don't know if you recall this, uh, but they did the special editions, and they released them in theaters. And, like, we went with a big group, and I had to pay with change. I had, like, fists full of quarters and dimes that I had to count out because that was all (laughs) I could scrape together. I remember going to see Seven. I was going to say, somebody say seven, and yeah. then somebody needs to mention uh, The Mask. Oh, yeah. We we saw The Mask together, and I ended up seeing seven, seven times, because once I'd seen it four, it was just like, okay, now I need to see it three more. Because you're Josh. Uh-huh. I remember. Uh, remember. And we saw Pulp Fiction together. Yeah. We went, remember we were taking Jay to go see uh, Birdcage? <laughs> well, and then we took Jay to see The Mask, and he saw Cameron Diaz for the first time. Oh, yeah. What do you think I heard, Jay? Three thumbs up. <laughs> do you remember, Josh? Do you remember driving in Suzanne's car, <gasps> having the whole conversation about Patrick being average? Oh yeah, we we had uh, the two cars. Yeah, yeah, that the was whole funny. Time we're driving south down to um, oh god, what was a theater in the south side over by Garfield's? Uh, that, that was Ford in, City. No, uh, Harlem, the Hip. No, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Har- no, no, not Harlem Irving. Where was Garfield's? North Riverside. North Riverside. We drive all the way down to North Riverside, and the whole time we're going around about Patrick's. He's not too attractive. He's, he's not, not ugly. ugly. He's not. He's average. Average. He's not really smart, but he's not really dumb. And the whole time, Suzanne is literally gasping for breath the whole time this is going on. And then we get down all the way down there, pull up, and then Pat rolls down the window of the car that he's driving. And goes, um, it's not at this theater. See at Harlem, see him at uh, Harlem Irving. So we had to drive all the way back up Harlem to go. I think that was seven too that we went to go see the first time. Oh well, Suzanne was. I don't if I remember correctly. Was not a fan of that one. No, not at all. Um, from Dust Till Dawn, we saw that together, didn't we? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. crap! I just thought of something. I shouldn't bring this up, but I can't. It's too good not to for the sake of the show. How about when we went and saw Spawn? Mm. I was not with you. Me either. I was there. Okay, well, at least one of you. That you was, get uh, drunk or something? No. Um, it, I, being a, a Todd McFarlane fan when I was a comic book reader, and when Spawn started, I was like, Todd McFarlane always talks about how everything he does, 100%. He never puts anything out that's that's crap. So I had firm belief that this movie was going to be amazing. Proved you wrong. And yeah, I was I was banned from picking movies for life after that. <laughs> and everybody said they wish they could get their eight dollars back because they hated it that much. And I agreed, it was terrible. John Leguizamo was the only redeeming thing, and even that was not redeeming. Well, that's not a good sign when he's your only redeeming factor. I well, and I'm yeah. still getting crap about it to this day. Every yeah. once in a while, any movies yeah. that you guys walked out of, <laughs> like literally, like left the theater like, like, during the middle. Enough of this. I'm out. No, nope. oh. I, I put walk or ran. Unheard of. No, I can't say that I did. I've come, I've come real close as an adult walking out of a movie, but um, I have walked out of a movie before because my father just basically noped us out of a movie once. 
Um, we, as a family, went to go see a movie, and I'll see if you guys can get it by the clues I'm going to give you. Um, it was this celebrity comedian's second movie, and it had it received a huge backlash from a lot of people because it was completely away from the style of his first movie. Hmm. Even though it co-starred the two, the same two leads. Oh, hmm. feel like huh. I'm on instant game show. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 the do, actor do. is Steve Martin, and the actress is Bernadette Peters. Man with two brains? Nope. I thought that is was it, the second one. This is how bad this, how badly this movie was received. People don't even remember it. Steve Martin went from the jerk to making the movie that he wanted to make because he wanted to be known as a renaissance man, not just a comedian. Pennies from heaven. Yep. Fuck. That movie was trash. The the musical Mm. that had no comedy in it at all, it was was just so over-the-top choreographed and, you know, so, you know, Steve Martin saying, you know, screw you, I'm going to do what I want with my career, I don't care what you people expect me to do. And my dad was one of many, many people who walked out and demanded their money back. Wow. Yeah. And he, we were like 20, 30 minutes into the thing, and my dad was like, screw this. We're not watching this crap. <laughs> he just, <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah. The only movie I put – now, here's the reason I put Ran out of. I've, I'm normally pretty good at movies, but for some reason or another, and you can ask my family about this one, Pete's Dragon made <laughs> me flip my shit. To the point, I mean, for I don't know what it was, and I kind of remember this that there was such that is is such a little little benign little movie. I know, but there was something about Pete's Dragon that I lost it. That's I mean, like full on. I mean, it's not like it's that Chinese head mask thing. I mean, no, no, actually, scary. Pete's Dragon is not scary. No, and I watched, you know, I've watched it since then, and I'm kind of like, what the hell was wrong with me? And my mom was like, I don't know. You just flipped out, and we had to take you out of the theater because you wouldn't stop screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh, God. I'm taking notes for future use of that. It's funny. The the era where we were all in college was pretty much the time where I saw movies multiple times, and I don't think I've done it since. A bunch of films I saw with Pat in particular – were ones that I would see like three times in a weekend. We did that with uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, True Lies, I had seen four times in the first three days Jeez. it was released. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we saw it twice together. I remember that. We saw it twice together, and my dad wanted to see it. And so, like, I, I don't know if I was going home for the weekend or if I wasn't on campus yet, but, like, I went with him. Wait, are all of you like this? Do you all see movies multiple times? I've seen several movies multiple times. Yeah, yeah same here. We saw I'm, Guardians. Uh, Anch- Anchorman I saw twice because I loved it so much. I, um, I've only done that once. Hmm. Huh. The Wizard yeah. of Oz is probably the movie I've seen the most because I, I go see it every time I ever hear it playing in a theater. So. Yeah, In college, I did it a lot since. I've pretty much only done it with the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hmm. And I think... Did you, did you do one of the marathons? Uh, no, I don't think I did a marathon until we did the Uber marathon when, uh, the DVDs had the director's cut special editions. Right. And when Joe Aberino got the third special edition, he got a honey baked ham. And the idea was there was going to be this huge party. Uh, and like, I was the first one there and like a bunch of people were like, oh, I can't make it till later. And I was on like two hours sleep. 
but damned if like I didn't sit there for like 12 hours just keeping myself awake by eating more honey baked ham powering <laughs> <laughs> through the movie that's awesome I would do that um, I can't fall asleep because I'm chewing <laughs> the only movie I've seen more than once in a theater was Jurassic Park the original which I we talked on in Jurassic Park show um but uh, we I don't see this in the notes anywhere but the the best time I ever had in a movie like the the best movie I ever saw and I was glad I saw it in the theater was Grindhouse Hmm. That was an experience that I have never had before or since at a movie. Mine might be The Dark Knight. Oh, I take that back. I did see The Dark Knight twice. Yeah, in theaters. Thank you. Did I mean, I, I remember the the first time when when Joker makes that whole let me, you know uh, let me watch this, make this pencil disappear. You know, yeah. The whole theater. I mean, we were all just like, "Wah!" It was, it was like the theater kind of went crazy, and we didn't even hear like the next five seconds of dialogue. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't go to see Pulp Fiction with us multiple times, Joel. Nope, I saw it once that I remember. I remember. I remember the day you walked into the um in, into the common area of the dorm we lived in, and you, you and you were like, "Guys, I just saw a movie that we all have to go see," and we like went to go see it that night. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think they saw that twice in one day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. So, what do you think if we covered the then? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think we're pretty much there. Awesome. So uh, we're going to take a little break now, and we are going to come back and talk about movies now. What have we seen most recently? What have, you know? Where do we go? Where's our standard go-to and snacks and date night? And uh, for Joel and I, what do we do about the kids? So I'm going to the go. popcorn monster. Yeah. I'm going to pack a bowl of popcorn. I'm going to put some junior mints in mine, and I'm going to eat them and get chocolate all over my fingers. I don't even think junior mints had been invented then. In 1905? Yeah. Oh. We can do what we want, Pat. It's our show. No, the Revolutionary War. It was before that, but because by 1905, you're like in your 30s. They were just called Mint at that point. Oh, we'll be back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are back, and we are going to talk more about movies. Did we all go to the lobby and get ourselves a snack treat? A sneak? <laughs> Shut up. A snack treat? <laughs> He's making fun of me uh, in a slightly passive-aggressive way. No. <laughs> no. Apparently, my uh, lobby sells uh, German beer. Oh, oh. Very nice. Mine sells, <laughs> mine sells lemon gelato. Mine sells rotisserie chicken. Well, that's a good lead-in, then. What are some of the things that are at movies now that were n- wouldn't even be thought of? Beer. Beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brewing views. It's crazy how many bars are in... in uh, movie lobbies now. Yep, lots of bars, and there's so many of the ones that you can just get a whole full dinner delivered yeah. to you. That that um, oh, what's the one? Hollywood Boulevard set up by us, Josh, out there. Mm-hmm. Do you have movie? Yeah, tab- Hollywood Boulevard's the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Do you have movie taverns up there? I don't know. If I specifically, have movie taverns? You mean like um, the Roadhouse? No, no. I'm, there, there's a franchise down here called Movie Tavern. Oh no. Oh no. But no, that's, I mean, that's, and like uh, you were saying with the going to the movies and there being a, a full bar there, you know, now they have espresso bars. Now you can go get, I mean, beyond just nachos, you can get like a whole freaking chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, the, the movie taverns that are down here. Yeah. It's, it's, you, it, they basically have, uh, it's a restaurant inside of a movie theater. There's an actual, there's an actual kitchen and everything and a menu and servers that run around and serve your food while the movie's playing. And yeah. Things like that. And those guys are good, man. They're like uh, tech crew. You never see them until there's a hamburger in your lap. 
Yeah, I uh, I worked at the first movie tavern that opened up down here. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, what was the last movie you saw? Who are you asking? Any, uh, well, since nobody's jumping in, I will say Ant-Man. Same here. Red. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, Ant-Man. All four of us are the last movie. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saw Ant-Man. Where did we see it? It was much the better than I anticipated it to be, and I already went in expecting to like it. So Yeah. Uh, it even it. gooder than I expected. Even gooder. Even gooder. Awesome. I'm from Texas. <laughs> we went to go see it at the, the Randall Theater out by us uh, that has the... IMAX attached to it. Who was with us when we went to go see um, Gladiator? I was there. Yeah. We all got so worked up about it, we were all punching each other in the face by the time we got out. <laughs> it's like after we saw The Matrix. Yeah. Trying to leap over the cars and... Let's go pick a fight! <laughs> so where did you all see Ant-Man? At the theater. I saw it at the theater around here that has a full bar where you can get a bucket of beer, take it into your theater... Uh, I actually, I really like the new soda machines that they have now in the movie theaters. Those the ones where you have, there's like 120 choices you can have. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the theater because we'd never been to it before. But it was something interesting and high tech, where uh, there were no ticket takers. You had to order your tickets through a kiosk, but you would uh, actually reserve your seats on the touch screen. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You had your your specific seats. Um, they yeah, printed, we had to do that at, at Ant Man actually. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, they print the tickets off that have your seat reservations. It was a little bit more expensive, but it was a really super nice theater. Um, and uh, we were pleased with the experience up until uh, like ten minutes into the movie. Sarah went back to get a refill on the popcorn, and they're like, "We don't do that here." What? It's like that's how you're going to screw up your customer service experience on. Uh, a bag of popcorn that is virtually free. <clears throat> right, all costs next to nothing. Yeah, it's going to get thrown out anyway if it doesn't. And, get... Yeah, I mean, we'll never go back to that theater. Wow. So I, I almost wish I remembered the name of it so I could uh, shit talk it on the internet. But <laughs> yeah, the the theater by us does free refills on soda and on popcorn. It's standard. Yeah, it is now. Pretty much. Yeah. And um. God, what was the other thing that they got going on? Oh, the uh, the uh, IMAX theater by us has these new seats. Have you seen these things where you feel the action? It's like when you go to the when you go to the um, amusement park and they have that ride that's like entirely in a room, but you, the this, the seat shake and move. So you can go. They have special seats that you can you can buy. It costs more to get them, but then you, go, you get them and you go see like Ant Man or go see you know uh, Top Gun or whatever. And when you're when there's flying around the seats are kind of like moving with you so you like get in more into the action i guess they should do that at the theater pat used to go to oh yeah that that sounds like it would make me violently ill sounds good now (laughs) how do you guys feel about the whole 3d movie revolution it makes me toss my yoohoos yeah same here i get nothing out of it i mean i watched i saw jaws 3d when i was a kid and that's the last 3d movie i saw in the theater but i've tried it you know at home with the glasses and i just did i can't do it yeah like i had not seen 3d movies at all because uh sarah doesn't have peripheral vision so she can't see 3d movies so if we're going together uh, that that was right out and i saw a couple that she didn't want to see in 3d just to try it and most of the time it was just like 
okay, this sometimes it's cool, and then sometimes it's like, well, why are they putting this shit in my face? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just seemed extraneous to, like, oh, look at what we can do. I would rather go see it on a just straight-out IMAX than than see a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want scenes that are written specifically for the 3D effect. Yep. Because it feels forced at that point. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's no, I mean, if there's no reason to have a 3D thing, like some movies I could see it in. Like imagine watching, uh, the Star Wars tunnel run, uh, from Return of the Jedi. Or, or Ant-Man would have been a good one to see in 3D. Like, you know, the first time they cut down to his vision in the bathtub would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't, I don't need the whole movie to be in 3D. I just want to see that one scene. Um, you know, last, real, oh, sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Right no, ahead. finish your thought because I got to back backtrack a little to the okay. fancy theater. I was gonna say the last movie I saw in 3D was Avatar, and I mean, I've had this discussion with you guys many times, and you know, it was a beautiful movie to watch and everything, but I it didn't even matter that it was in 3D. It, I it felt it, it felt extraneous. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't even see it at the theater. Now, one one movie that actually did 3D pretty well was um, Harry Potter: Order of the Phoenix. When they're flying, you get the you get the glasses, but it's and then they tell you wait until it tells you to put on the put on the glasses. So you watch all the regular parts of the movie in three in normal in two D, but then when it gets to the scene where they're flying through Great Britain on the brooms in the bottom like a of the Quidditch movie, match or something, or? yeah, it was like a Quidditch match and part where they're flying on the brooms, they're flying like under uh, London Bridge and they're being chased and that all that stuff's going on. Oh, then, by the Dementors. Yeah, and then there's a thing at the bottom that says put you know put on your glasses now. So you put on your glasses now and you see this ultra cool scene where a 3D actually makes sense where you're being chased by the Dementors and they're zipping up and under things and that sort of thing. And then when the scene was over and they're just walking around a hallway, they're like, "There's no reason for this to be in 3D, so take off your glasses." Now, that yeah, and I can get behind cool, that. But I mean, a whole like hour and a half or two hour movie, I well, I feel it makes me feel sick. So same what, here. I, I just it bothers my eyes and it makes me feel nauseous by the end of the movie. Okay, it sounds like we're mostly on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, where's your go-to um, theater for now? What? Where, what was that? Your go-to theater. You're gonna go see a movie. Where's your go-to? Or what is your what? Tell me about your go-to theater for. Mine is called the. It's called the Silverado. It's a big old. Of course, it is exactly. Yeah, I didn't. That's why I didn't want to mention it. But <laughs> it's a big old twenty-four theater uh, place. It's got just. It's got a restaurant. It's got a bar. It's got a you know an ice cream shop, a big arcade, concession stands, and those. And it's got um, those big old you know one hundred and twenty choice soda machines that you can just go and refill anytime you want. Yeah. Mine's on Randall Road. Has a IMAX for the when we want to see the big old movies. Um, it's not too expensive for. I mean, I think it's like thirty bucks for the four of us to go see it during a matinee. And they don't have a soda machine, a crazy ass soda machine, but they have free refills. And they but they do have a crazy ass uh, multiple choice like Willy Wonka candy machine. That's neat. Yeah, where it's like I want some. Nerds and I want some, you know, everlasting God stoppers and that sort of thing. It'll yeah, I always like those ones where you can just pay for the candy by the pound or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fill up a giant bag for whatever you want. See, mine has changed as the technology has changed because for years my go-to was the Marcus Addison because it was the first one to have stadium seating, the larger screens, uh, the nicer sound system. But when that became standard. Uh, I moved to the Quarry 18 uh, in Hodgkins, 
And that's for a very long time, like probably from mid 2000s till just the last couple of years was my go to. And, but the last year or so, I've been much more likely to go to the uh, Elk Grove Theater uh, in Elk Grove Village. It's just a little bit more convenient. It might not be the geographically closest one to where we live now, but there's a pretty crap theater uh, not too far. There's the nice one that's just down the street, which rarely has first-run movies and only has one screen. Um, or we'd have to take a Lyft or an Uber because there's no place to park in the city. So we'd rather just go to the closest one we could drive to, which is relatively nice, which is probably the Elk Grove. Okay. Well, out here, there's only two choices. <laughs> there's the Showplace 16 or the Showplace 14. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you go to one or the other, and they have usually kind of the same things, just at different times. But they do have the you know, the IMAX and the 3D stuff. Um, but to backtrack real quick to the fancy theaters... Um, I went when I was in Colorado. My mom took us to go see uh, Jurassic World at the Cinnabar, which is a one of those fancy theaters. And my mom calls it a fancy theater. Um, oh, Cinnabon? No, and you know it's one of those where they've got like wait, wait, the wait, classic wait, wait, wait. movie posters, and they've There's they, Cinnabon at the theater. No, and um, oh, the Cinnabar. How could it not be owned by Cinnabon? Because it's not. So anyway. Um, so wait, 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 are the are the the rolls in bars or are they in circles? I'm interested in your story, even though Joel's I'm on the bun. Here in a second, if we don't stop, go ahead. Joel. So anyway, they have people come to your chair and they take your order and they have like a full menu and food and everything. And I was like, this is going to be kind of neat, you know. And I walk in and there's all the classic posters everywhere and it just was kind of kind of like a fun thing, not like something I want to go to all the time. Get inside the theater, sit down. And first of all, the service was terrible, and second of all, the place was dirty as hell. It was just icing gross. everywhere. It was just <laughs> gross. <laughs> I I would probably not go there again based There's on that icing single all experience. Over my seat. But yeah, the Cinnabon that's, had icing everywhere. Very clever. That's gross. <laughs> I remember so, going to a theater once and actually liter- literally seeing a mouse run along the bottom of the theater screen. And I was like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're leaving. Yep. Were you watching Bill- Willard? I almost said Billard. What's Billard? <laughs> sequel to Willard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fancier version of Willard. <laughs> Come here, Billard. <laughs> uh, anyway. I went and saw Iron Man 3 at a drive-in. Neat. They're driving up on, Ra- on Roosevelt Road out here by me. And it is a lot of fun. Um, people come in. First off, there's a whole bunch of grills at the front now, so you can cook. You can like <laughs> cook your uh, dinner, make hot dogs and burgers and that sort of thing. Why is that funny? What are you okay. laughing? <laughs> what? Just imagine a bunch of little John standing out front of the theater. <laughs> yeah, with the grills. Yep. Oh, I get what you did there. Oh. oh shit! Uh, so yeah, there you can cook cook yourself dinner, and then when the sun goes down, they you know they but they've got music playing and that sort of thing, and there's a playground for the kids and a snack bar and all that. But they don't care what you bring in because it's all in your car. Um, Is there a subway by the playground? No, not anymore. What am I missing? Apparently, a subway by the playground. No, Jared. Oh well. Yeah, you don't want to kid toucher. Wow, that was a stretch. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but no, when the, and when the music comes on, when the, when the movie starts up, you turn your radio to a specific, uh, station and it plays through your speaker system instead of cl- clipping the goofy, uh, speaker oh. on the window. 
So if you've got a good speaker system in your car, you can, you've got the, you know, the great, the huge screen out there. And it was really fun. You know, you park in, a lot of people park their cars in backwards and then put up the back of the hatch of their, of their car and then played the speakers through there and set out on lawn chairs. And it was pretty neat. And they do, uh, double features all the time, which is something you don't see often enough. No, not anymore. So. I don't think I've ever been to a double feature. No? Tivoli does them all the time. Grindhouse, baby. That's yeah. the closest thing I've had. So, what about snacks now? I always go for gelato if if there's a, a gelato place. Pat's fancy. Yes, I am. I'm a fancy lad. That's why he wears a monocle. You're one of those fancy lads. <laughs> and I have a monkey. <laughs> um, we we I un, unabashedly will say we sneak everything in. <laughs> That's the smartest thing to do, really. I well, mean, concessions are so outrageously priced that. They almost dare you to do it at this point. Yeah, I mean it's it's like, and first off, they're getting paid what eight bucks an hour to stand there. As long right. as you're not blatantly walking in with it in your hand, they're probably not going to say anything. Yeah, I I walked in with it with a sandwich once. Nice. <laughs> but um, but no, we we stopped by Target because Target has they now they have movie theater candy for a dollar a box. So you go in there and, you know, everyone, Suzanne and the girls trade off everything that they've got for a, uh, for, you know, they make their, put everything they've got into bigger purses, you know, and, and it's funny because we will, we'll sneak in even cans of Coke sometimes. <laughs> yep. And I, I used to go to the, remember going to the movies with my sister and she would basically have a concession stand inside her, her purse. Oh. She, she'd start pulling out cans of, like, cans. She'd have like a six pack of soda and six different types of candy. I'm like, ha. What do you have in there? She, she just she's like she, it, it was. It was like a some kind of underground candy vendor in the house. Like, like, what do you want? You want you want Juju B Juju fruit? You want you want Reese's peanut butter cups? You got M and M's? What do you want? I'm like, is that how she supplements her income? <laughs> <laughs> Selling bootleg candy. At the she's just walking up and down the aisles. Like, who wants Twizzlers? You know what? One of the funniest things is is that we'll bring in the cans of soda, and you know you you've got the you got the soda, and you sit there and you're about to pop it open. You get your thumb on the opening so it doesn't make as much noise, and wait for a loud moment in the yep. movie to crack it. <laughs> Suzanne invariably will miss that sound <laughs> every single time, so it'll be like, but um. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like I don't even know you. Yeah, I I completely believe that that is 100 percent believable, and it's 100. No percent I mean, she's batting a thousand on this too because she will every <laughs> single time. And now it's time where he'll she'll sit down and be like, "Here you go, just open it for me, just do it." And now I'm like, you know, get get straws. We need straws because you can't be tipping back a can of Coke. That's kind of obvious. You can you know that sort of thing. You know, try and make it a little bit little discreet but no my, 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 my sister has no shits to give she just say yeah. it doesn't she's in the middle of dying young and they're like you have cancer she's like, <laughs> <laughs> every time uh we go we pretty much get the same kind of combo we get the large drink and big popcorn and usually there's a refill it's weird like even if we've uh had dinner before we pretty much always finish off the popcorn i don't know what it is like both of us real and I when I'd go to the movies on my own, I wouldn't necessarily get soda or popcorn or whatever, but every single time I go with my wife, we always get a soda and a popcorn. It's like uh jello. There's always room for popcorn. Oh yeah, I guess. Unless you're fat. Um I'm the same now as I was then. Popcorn is is the go to. I never I never get candy at the theater. 
It's just uh, not a thing. Although I've always been curious about getting like actual food just to see what it tastes like. If it's like really processed and terrible or whether it's actually worth the price, but I'm guessing it's probably not. I got, I got nachos once and that was totally not worth the price. I, kind of, I, I dated guess. a girl who used to, every single time we went to the movies, she got those awful nachos with the nasty cheese, like just the round Tostitos with the nasty nacho cheese stuff. She, every single time we went to the movie, she got those and ate the shit out of them. So, so Pat stopped dating her because she's too expensive. <laughs> and she liked to eat they, shit out I'm of nachos. I'm the nacho money. <laughs> They've got, uh, out by us, if you know, now they have like movie cards, like you can join the club. Yeah. You know, get in the movie club. One of theirs, um, the Randall one out by us has got, uh, when you get the movie card every year, they give you this bucket that's like twice the size of the regular popcorn bucket. And you get, you pay, you pay whatever it costs to get into the club for the year. And they, you get to bring back this bucket and unlimited refills. So you get literally a like, uh, Halloween candy bucket full of popcorn every time you just bring the buck, keep bringing the bucket back. Can you eventually oh. trade the bucket in? Does it get nasty? No, you take it home and wash it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, a plastic pad. bucket? Yeah, it's a plastic bucket. Huh. Yeah. See, we've got the, uh, Stubbs card, I think, is an yeah. AMC. Okay. Same and it's just up, one of the side benefits is if you get the small, or maybe it's if you get the medium soda and popcorn combo, it gets upgraded to a large okay. for free. And after you pay so much for so many tickets, you get money back, like you get a $10 on the card or whatever okay. that you can use. So it, it kind of offsets the cost a little bit. Do you guys have Cinemark up there? Yeah. 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 Uh, if you download their app, you can uh, like if, if you're going to a movie. If you know you're going to a movie that night, down download their app. If you're going to their theater, and just put your phone in Cinemark mode at some point during the day, and you're going to get some kind of coupon for getting a deal at the concession stand every time because you get rewarded for putting your phone in Cinemark mode. It's like putting your phone in Do Not Disturb. Oh, huh. nice. Interesting. Yeah, there's a there are. Um so many apps now, because now we've got like, uh, Fandango movie phone apps where we've been out driving around. You, hey, you want to go see a movie? Sure. You pop up the phone, the app on your phone. And now we buy the tickets as we're walking in. And one of the theaters, you walk up, you show them your phone, they scan your phone. You don't even have to get a ticket. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. We were long past the point where we uh, will go see a movie and have to buy the tickets at the box office. Like, if we're leaving, unless we're just like seeing a movie at the spur of the moment, we always get our tickets before we leave the house. Yeah, just to—I mean, just to be safe. It's yeah, kind it's, of a—in a way, it's—it's it's a little bit of a shame losing that you know the movie stub kind of thing because some people treated it almost like a souvenir. Like, for instance, my father, being a big movie fan, he had a ticket stub from every movie he had ever seen in a box. Nice, really. Yeah. Yep. I have a lot of mine saved from the years too. I kept them. Um, so I could, I could see that to a point. I started doing that, but I was like, you know, I'm keeping garbage. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I save mine, but they're in the lint trap in my, uh, dryer. <laughs> Cause you always leave them I in your always pants. Always leave them in my pockets. Yep. So, uh, so, uh, Joel, Josh, yes, sir. date night. What about it? Dinner still, now. Still dinner in a movie? Uh, well, depends on if the finances are available. Yeah. Just a lot of times it's one or the other, but no, it's, it's not usually, I don't know when's the last time I went and saw just like two of us. It's, it's the kids are there all the time. Cause it's usually it's something that they want to see too. And they're at that age now where, you know, they can see a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think the last time I went out was just the two of us. We went and saw Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, which is not really a good date movie. No, to yeah, say. I was thinking what a yeah. what an awful choice. But you know, uh, it's it's not like it, there's you're there to be like oh, I'm gonna see something romantic. That's never been. No, I just meant of a movie to see. Period, and even but, for a date night. Great yeah. movie, yeah, but yeah, was it really? For, it, it was, I've I own it. It's so good, but it's not like a. Ooh, I want to watch that movie. It's one of those. Anyway, we're not talking about movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when you ask about the kids, I mean, if the kids are not going, then you know they're usually with the in laws, mm-hmm. um, or they're or they go along for the the movie, and we see something everybody wants to see. Like Ant Man. Yeah, Susie and I do the Ant Man. We do movie and a dinner. Because it gives us something to talk about. <laughs> oh, in the other order. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I mean, it's like, we're just like, yeah, so what do the kids do today? And then it's just, you know, at least if we watch a movie first and we have something to talk about while we're at dinner, you know, we discuss, we discuss the movie that we just saw, which is. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Josh, how about you? I mean, the last year or so, uh, Sarah and I have been doing movies more often, uh, than we had in years past. Um, kind of things turning around for the better for us. And uh, I, I just say that's probably a pretty common thing, whether we do a uh, movie, dinner and a movie, or uh, frequently we'll, we'll go out for sushi if we're doing dinner. Nice. That's like your go-to movie dinner is sushi? Yeah, I mean, usually, uh, unless it's like totally spur of the moment and then we just end up going to see the movie and then grabbing something random like what do you feel like after, assuming we're not stuffed on popcorn, which is what usually happens if we do that. Hmm. Right. Because we ate two, like a refilled giant bucket of popcorn twice. I'm just like, uh, don't need food. <laughs> what about you, Pat? I love going to see movies, but I prefer... I prefer seeing movies by myself, to be honest. Really? I was going to yeah. ask that. How many of us like going to the movies by themselves? And I I've totally only done it do. once. I love going to a movie by myself. I used to I go do it when all I the want, time. Eat what I want. It's great. Yeah. I, I don't have everybody by talking to me during the movie. Yeah, when the girls are out of town, I go to the movies by myself. And it's not, it's, honestly, I love it. Get Don't have to play the who do you, what does everybody want to see thing. So... But the problem is I have to get a purse to bring in the soda and the candy. Right. <laughs> so uh, this is not on the list, but just out of curiosity, is there a movie that either A, you never had the chance to see in the theater that you would like to, or a movie that you saw in the theater that you would like to see again that isn't there anymore and probably won't be? Hmm. As we all sit in silence. No, we're I've, no, I, I, was I said something, but I was muted. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> What do you got, Pat? Thank, thank you, Pat, for trying. No problem. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Oh, good call. Still have not seen that. It the, 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 fir- the first twenty minutes is 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 like almost life changing. Honestly, wow. it's it, in the theater, especially. Yeah it, yeah, it was so intense. I mean, I went to go see that movie. Um, on I, there, this was a time when I was working two different jobs, and I had about two hours to kill in between, you know, in between jobs. So I walked to a theater that was in between both of the jobs. And I went, you know, and I was like, well, what movie is starting? And I, was, and I saw that, you know, Saving Private Ryan was the only one that was starting. And I really didn't have any desire to see it at that point because it just sounded like a dumb premise for a movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, they got to go find this soldier or whatever. So I just, for some reason, didn't want to see it. I, I, decided, 
<laughs> and I decided to go see it just kind of as a tribute to my grandfather who served in World War II. So I was like, screw it, I'll go see it. Grandpa, first, as a tribute, I'm going to see a movie that I don't want to see. Well, yeah, just kind of, you know, I was, I was like, all right, let's, you know, because I'd heard it was really, you know, realistic and graphic. So I'm like, all right, let's see what it was like. So, and the first 20 minutes just blew my face off. Yikes. That explains it. <laughs> it, was, it was so intense and so crazy. And I was just like, and it, I mean, it, 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 it like made me, made me breathless for a little while. Like, you know, when it finally, when the, when the opening scene finally was over, it, I mean, I, I realized that I was holding my breath. Wow. There you go. Patrick's review of Saving Private Ryan, it gave me asthma. I, <laughs> I agree, though, because when I went to see it, the same thing happened to me because I was not expecting it. I heard it was intense and it was just this amazing thing. But until you're sitting there and you hear the bullets whizzing past your head left and right and the full surround sound, loud yeah, as hell theater. I, yeah, I can't recommend enough, Mike. If, if you ever hear that that movie's playing in a theater, go see it. Okay. Because you can watch it on your TV all you want. Because I was so excited when it came out on DVD. I'm like, I got a surround sound system. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, it's just going to be like it was in a theater. It's nowhere yeah. remotely close. It's still it's still powerful watching it, you know, on on TV, but it's nowhere near the theater experience. Yeah, that was a good call. I didn't think about that one. I am getting excited about coming in November. There's a theater out here in Aurora that has classic movies on Mondays, and they're playing Blade Runner. Ooh, November, yeah, I saw that you posted that. Yeah, November thirty first, out here they're having because I Blade Runner is in my top ten. It's in my top five uh, movies, and I've never seen it. Uh, and the actual theater, so I am definitely now you get your chance. Yeah, and the, the theater that's in is nice. It's a huge screen, but it's not a multiplex. It's one of those old school single screen uh, theaters. So I get you know it's kind of like seeing it old school, you know, and actually you know understanding what's going on. And, you know, cause yeah. I think if I had seen like, it back when it first came out and was eighty five, I wouldn't have known what the hell was going on. It <laughs> right. What's Han Solo doing with Rutger Hauer? Yeah. One of the times I saw. Um, I saw with the Wizard of Oz was in that theater, uh, that really old theater up there in um, oh, what, what's it called? It's it's in Chicago, Chicago Theater. No, well, regardless of whatever the name of it is, uh, it was in one of those styles of theaters, you know, with the the curtains and everything, and the painted ceiling and the balcony and all that kind of stuff. So it was it's pretty- probably one uh, from the uh, Portage Theater Group, which I, I'd promised in the first half of the show I'd talk about because. Uh, there, there's three. There's the Portage, the Patio, and the Olympic, which were all acquired by the same group. Uh, and, and to my knowledge, they are the three that are the oldest. Uh, the uh, classic cinemas like the Tivoli and the Lake and whatever emulate the style, but most of these are actually from the 20s and 30s. And they have all the starry sky painting uh, up on the top. Uh, our, we've got the portage. It's uh, literally a half block from my front door here on Irving Park Road. Oh wow! And we only don't go more often because they virtually never have first run movies. It was uh, where we saw the third Hobbit movie because that was a film we wanted to see that was actually playing there. Very cool. Um, well, to answer my own question, I would love to see a Racerhead on a midnight showing on this big screen because it's probably my favorite movie and just the the sound on that would be amazing to see in a true theater surround sound thx environment seeing as oh, it's my wow. favorite movie i'd like to see the godfather in a theater hey josh. And see that's probably likely same with the racer head though josh yeah tivoli theater 
opened on Christmas Day, 1928. Oh, okay. So it is from the same same yeah, era. Same era. I was like, this 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 place isn't a remake. I know it's, I knew it had been around there forever. So yeah, 1928. So. Um. In the same vein as everybody's answers, favorite movie and even uh, one with Harrison Ford, it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. uh, I never got to see on the big screen, oh. and I would really like to. I thought you were going to say Witness. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Frantic, but, you know. <laughs> wow. That, you never – oh, I feel bad for you, man. Well, I mean, oh, I first saw it. It was the first film I'd ever seen on the VHS. And that was how I was introduced to the movie. It wow. was how I saw it the first probably 50 times. It's so unfair that I've seen it in the theater. I saw it in the first run. Yeah. yeah. I, I was probably too young to have seen it in the first run. Wow. You sure you're not thinking of Six Days, Seven Nights? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure. Jesus Just checking. All right. So everybody loves Anne Hatch. So right, what's on top What's on top for next week? <laughs> that <Yes>. is. Yeah. <laughs> what's on uh, What's on tap for next week, guys? Uh, we're going to take it all the way back to the 80s, and uh, we're going to take a look at Tron. And uh, it's about time, because Tron Legacy has been out for a little bit, but uh, we have put off uh, comparing the two, and I, I think it's it's time to give it its due. Yeah. It's about time that we're uh, we finally do it. We've talk, been talking about doing it since we started up the show itself. So. Plus, Mike's got kind of a cool little thing about that. I think. Do I? Yes, he's got a light cycle in his basement. You oh. saw it in the theater. Oh yes. And you had sweaters. Oh yeah. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, next week Tron and Tron Legacy, and um, we will be doing those two movies. If you want to catch our older stuff, like we said before. Talk Shoe, Stitcher, Blueberry, and iTunes are the place to find them. And if you want to give us a call, 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. And uh, get us on Facebook and Twitter and all that. Look for 40Go14. Awesome. Sweet. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next week at the movies. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. You came from somewhere back in the long ago. Is that Cher? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's perfect. If you'd said that half a second earlier, I would have had a lung full of like a vape cloud. <laughs> it would have been really bad.